0: Welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead, your host, former Badger alum myself. And we're talking the Badgers' huge win over Michigan at the Big House. 49-11 to beatdown. Take that, Jim Harbaugh. The Badgers are back, and they are balling. We're Ike underscore Badgers on Twitter. Make sure to check us out. Hit us with a follow. I'm joined by KJ, my co-host, and really excited to talk about this great win. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead. I'm going to be your host. And we witnessed the Badgers beat down the Michigan Wolverines last night in the big house. 49-11. Great win. It was the Badgers' second game of the year that puts them at 2-0. Michigan falls to 1-3. I'm joined again by my co-host, KJ. KJ, how's it going?
1: It's going amazing. The Badgers, led by their freshman quarterback, Graham Mertz, are nearly putting up 50 points a game. Jim Leonard's defense is very close to lockdown. Michigan is a sorry, sorry, sorry school right now. I mean, that is just, we'll get into that a little later, but uh, Badgers taking care of business. They look like a contender. They're looking great. KJ
0: mentioned about how Michigan looked pretty bad, and that is no understatement. 17 minutes into the game, and Wisconsin was up 28-0 to on the Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh's team lacked passion, really lacked anything on offense and defense. I saw this stat going into the game that Michigan, for four consecutive quarters, hadn't produced a single sack or turnover on defense. And then in the first quarter of that game last night against the Badgers, they also were without those in the first quarter. So absolute, absolute terrible showing for Michigan. But that does not take away anything from how the Badgers played. They played tremendous. The defense looked exceptional. Mertz didn't have his superstar game like he did week one. But last night for Graham Mertz, the freshman quarterback, he went 12 of 22 with 127 yards. It's a 5.8 average with two touchdowns, zero interceptions. KJ, okay, let's just start with what we saw with Graham in week two. What did you like out of the freshman quarterback?
1: Bro, style play action. Graham Mertz has the entire look of an NFL quarterback. He's got the frame we hit on that last week. But here's something else I also want to just bring up. Graham Mertz, as a freshman, walked into the big house and lit up Michigan. If that's not proof that, you know, this man is ready for the big stage, he's ready for those college football playoff games, he's ready to bring home a trophy to Madison, then I don't know what is. Now, the Big Ten may have a number one overall pick in Justin Fields, but Graham Mertz, you know, these scouts are looking at him saying, look at the way he runs the play action, look at the way he takes the snap under center and gives our offense unlimited options. Michigan couldn't handle it. That's what they're known for. They're known for their defense and I don't want to hear about Michigan ever again for probably 5 to 10 years. They don't deserve anything. They don't deserve any of the hype they get. They don't deserve any of the coverage they get. All they are are a sorry, sorry program. They're a brand that is keeping them afloat, but they get the biggest best recruits every year, you know, and and it's like they don't develop these guys like I don't know what it is, uh, you know, kind of going on a Michigan tangent here, but you look at these 18, 17, 18 year olds coming into a program. Like, yes, they may be some high recruits, but it's like, is Michigan just like doing anything to better these guys? Like, are they developing them whatsoever? Um, you know, you, you look at the NFL right now, are they really actually putting that much talent in the NFL? Or are they just getting by based upon their lofty recruit status? Um, You know, are they just getting these rankings based upon these lofty recruiting classes on paper? It really just makes you wonder what's actually going on over there. Um, The Badgers, you know, consistently making more with less uh, and from a recruiting aspect, developing our players. Like maybe it's one thing to treat these players like men um, if they're high recruits on campus right when they're 18 years old. But looking back to anyone when they're that, that young, they need some help developing no matter how good they are, whether they're a top tier quarterback, top tier defensive player. Um, you know, when you're 18 years old, you have a lot to learn and it's just like, there's nothing, there's none of that going on at Michigan right now. Um, if I'm a Michigan fan, I don't even know what to say. Like your program is in shambles. It hasn't been any good for probably 10 years now, if not more. And it's just on the flip side of the coin, we're just so blessed over here at Wisconsin that I think we should really enjoy every game we have. We were nervous. We were a little nervous about, uh, The Badgers potentially, you know, this season may be slipping from us, uh, given the circumstances, but we're happy to see him play again. Back to Graham Mertz. I mean, you know, he does it all. The thing that really stands out to me is just his poise. He went into the big house like it was just another game. He carved up Michigan. He laid out some Michigan defenders on some blocks. Uh, He will do anything for his teammates. His quiet confidence inspires his teammates, and he's special. We got a special one here in Madison. Yeah, just the difference
0: between the two quarterbacks was alarming. Graham Mertz, he's play action. He's very controlled in his plays. Um, the one play that Danny Davis wasn't able to hold on to the ball and it, it was at first ruled a fumble. Uh, if you didn't see this play, Danny Davis cut across the middle and he wasn't open. And Mertz was actually under some pressure in the pocket. And Mertz sees Davis cut in front of the defender and in an instant rifles the ball right into Danny Davis's hands, who wasn't able to make the catch, but it should have been a 20 yard plus gain. Davis didn't make the catch, but this is just the things you're seeing out of merch as a freshman. KJ mentioned the play action. He looks like a pro he's rolling out of the pocket. He's hitting guys in the flat. He's taking the easy stuff. He's shown he can make the throws downfield. One of my favorite throws of the night and shout out Jake Ferguson, because this guy mm-hmm. is an elite tight end was that, touchdown to Ferguson so Mertz takes the snap and he's a big big specimen Mertz can clearly see over the big Wisconsin line and Ferguson gets bumped at the line and he really isn't open but Mertz recognizes that the Michigan linebackers don't have their backs they're not looking and facing the football and Mertz Mm -hmm. throws one high enough for just Ferguson can jump up make a leaping backwards snag and score the touchdown. And I, it just brought me back to Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski on that play, just special stuff you see out of Mertz and uh, Ferguson. So tips off to those guys going back to Michigan. You talked about how they looked horrible. The very first offensive play Michigan ran in the entire game Mm -hmm. was an interception. And it was, this is the thing with Michigan. It's like, what are they even doing? Their quarterback led their team in rushing, and he only had 15 yards rushing. He ran it seven times. He looked awful. He couldn't throw the ball. He had an 8.3 QBR, zero touchdowns, two INTs. That first play throws it into traffic in which Burrell gets the deflection, body bag, and then it ends up getting picked off by Scott Nelson. So absolute great start for the Badgers defense. But just Michigan is just – they're not – Running pro style, their offense is very—it's just no flow. The, there's it's a lack of culture over there. Yeah, it's going backwards, uh, well, and well, it's like- Wisconsin is not. It's going forward. We saw it again last night. um Jalen Berger, the emergence of the freshman running back, Jalen Berger. Let's talk about the running backs, KJ. What did you see out of the the backfield last night?
1: So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with a take, and my take is is Jalen Berger is our starter. I think he needs to be our starter. And we have a lot of very talented running backs. That's our tradition. That's tradition. But let's look back to the last time, you know, we got a pretty good recruit. And once again, I just talked about this in the segment, recruit numbers on paper. They, that doesn't mean mean anything to us, you know, exactly. Like we, we respect them, but at the same time, like we're not someone who says all hail the, the recruiting stats. Jalen Berger came in very similar to Jonathan Taylor. And you look at these guys, the similarities, the backgrounds, the, the attributes, the statures, you know, the fact that he's a true freshman, Jonathan Taylor was a true freshman. These guys just look ready. You know, Jalen Berger on the field yesterday, he looked ready. Sure enough, you look at the, the stats, he outperformed any Badgers running back. And Nakia Watson, love the guy. Julius Davis, big fan. Garrett Groshek, he's been helping us for years now. It's just when I saw Jalen Berger run, you know, he's not he's not looking to just not get in the end zone. he He's he wants, you know, I just see him kind of being a natural out there, just doing his thing, just like Mertz. Like, granted, this is a big stage for him. Like, this is bigger than maybe what he's accustomed to in high school. You could say the same with Mertz. You know, those guys, they're used to do making waves in high school, playing in some big time games. But then you get to the big house, you get to, you know, playing against some future NFL players. It might be a different story. Well, he just kind of looked natural out there. I would use the, the word natural. Um, you know, he had two receptions. That's that's good. That's versatile. We really saw Jonathan Taylor. He didn't really do much receiving for the Badgers until his junior year. Um, you know, Jalen Berger, 15 rushes, 87 yards. It's a 5.8 uh, average. He had a TD. He had a long of 23. That was a big, yard, uh, big gain. And then at the same time, he was able to give Graham Mertz that safety net. But... Imagine this, you know, Jalen Berger growing up with Graham Mertz, Jake Ferguson potentially coming back another year next year. Like, there is some really, really, really talented options for Graham Mertz as far as the skill positions. Uh Chamira DK, that was fun to see him. Yeah. You know, take that one 30 yards. He's also a um, freshman. Keep that in mind. Hearing, hearing a lot of buzz about him in camp. Shout out. Uh, so shout he, out to
0: him. He's from Waukesha, Wisconsin.
1: Big time We're, we're <laughs> we had some ties. there, as some people may know. Yeah, uh, yeah but Jalen Berger, I, I was actually going to make a point of that. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Like, he just looked like the guy to me. You know, I, I watched the game, uh, the very first game. You know, we, we did well, we blew him out. Uh, but the running back room, I think everybody was like, man, our quarterback is unbelievable. But but these running backs, maybe maybe it's just like the Jonathan Taylor drop off that was only natural going to come. Uh, but it left a little bit to be desired. I think Jalen Berger kind of gave us that, uh, you know, a lot of what a lot of us are craving last night. So, what about you?
0: Yeah, I really liked what I saw out of him. You mentioned the natural; he looked like a natural one, a RB one. And I would even say Nakia Watson looked very comfortable in that backup role. He ran with some serious attitude, getting the second amount uh, most amount of carries. He had twelve carries for sixty-five yards and two touchdowns. And his 18 yard, yeah, his 18-yard touchdown run, he pretty much uh ran the guy over at the goal line. Um, I don't remember if you remember that play, but Nikia Watson looked like a big physical back that we can use to offset Berger Then you think about getting Garrett Groshack into the mix. And I mean, even Danny Davis last night had seven reverse runs. He ran the ball seven times. They could not stop Danny Davis on the reverse. And he had 65 yards and a touchdown rushing last night. So the Badgers, what they have, if Berger can kind of take that lead role, is a freshman that they're developing who has a lot of talent and potential, plus Mm -hmm. a ton of other guys who can come in and take that load off him and run hard. Like John Chanel, he's kind of a bigger, not the fastest guy, but he had a 43-yard run last night. He ran a few guys over I mentioned Mm -hmm. Nikia Watson running some guys over. And then you mix in Mason Stocky, Garrett Groshek, some of the big bruisers, and this offense is very complete. You got multiple receivers who are quick enough and electric enough to run these reverses. And it's exciting stuff. I love what Paul Chris is doing on the offensive uh, side of the ball with the pre snap motion. And 49 points. It was practically over in the second quarter, up 28-0. And we can honestly say that, you know, there was not a hundred yard running back, which is rare at Wisconsin and Graham Mertz only, he only put up 127 yards. So there's still a lot of stuff to improve on going into the, uh, further into the season. Let's, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball and give a little love to Jim Leonard who continues to just be amazing. I mean, that guy cannot give enough credit to what did you see on the defensive side last night, KJ that you liked?
1: Whew. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed that uh, locker room celebration afterwards. I don't know if any Badger fans saw that, but that was a lot of fun to see the team having fun dancing. You know, we saw Caesar. We saw the secondary. Uh, we saw some other guys getting in on that. Love the good vibes. But uh, Nick Herbig, man, I heard some buzz about this guy in camp as well. There seemed to be a lot of people talking about him. And he's a freshman from Honolulu. And it's just like another one of these guys who if you got a talented freshman, you, it's hard to keep him off the field sometimes, whether that's yeah. Mertz, whether that's Berger, whether that's Jonathan Taylor, whether it's DK, whether that's Herbig and Herbig three tackles for loss. Again, that's the top that, that led the team. And he was just flying all over the ball. Um, you know, we saw him tweet out. I'm really glad I chose Wisconsin. These guys seem to really get this. Uh satisfaction and this like comforting feeling knowing that they made the right choice. Like, you know, look, this team seems to want me. That's a common theme from the get go. A lot of these recruits, they want me. It's all love. And then when you get there, if you're worthy, they're they're not going to keep you off the field. Like they'll put you on the field, but at the same time, if you can't play we'll develop you, you know? So it's like maybe Graham Mertz, they redshirted Graham Mertz. How many, how many, that's How many humbling. programs would do that? Michigan would never do that. Look at their record. They're one in three. They're a laughing stock. But going down the list, I mean, Scotty Nelson continues to impress. Uh, you know, we've been hearing about him for a couple of years now, and he's one of these guys who he was injured last year, but he makes plays and he's on the field. He's, he's a playmaker. got that sneaky, sneaky athleticism, and he understands the game. He knows where to be. Eric Burrell, one of our favorite players, always look for him to make a big hit. He's Roman center field out there. He had a nice little pass deflection. Leo Chanel, he's doing his thing, making plays. Uh shout to our boy Fayon Hicks. We see you. We see you, Fayon. Man, I mean just up and down the list, like Caesar Williams, Caesar Island. He's shutting them down. You know, yeah. one tackle. This guy is hardly ever challenged and Caesar was active on defense. Like if the play doesn't naturally go develop on his side, like Caesar gets involved. Caesar is one of these players who's really turning into, um, you know, he's adding those elements of his game. Like you could say, maybe a Melvin Gordon did, uh, and maybe a Jonathan Taylor did, adding like the receiving portion. Like, you know, he's really, Caesar Williams, Caesar Island, he's really, you know, working on his tackling, his technique. Uh, he's been training with some of the best as we know, but really, you know, this secondary, Deont- or sorry, Dante Burton, he had two pass deflections. Like, you go down the list. The secondary is a very strong brotherhood. The linebacking core, very, very, very strong brotherhood, you know, led last year by bond and Orr, uh, continued on with guys like Jack Sanborn, Leo Chanel, Chanel, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, and then you got the defensive line where you have mainstays. You got guys like Isaiah, a milk, uh, Matt Henningson, Keanu Benton, just kind of work in the trenches, really no fear going up against these Michigan guys. And, uh, it, it, it's kind of tied together by the play calling. Like this team is disciplined. Um, I don't believe we had, uh, I don't believe we have really any problems with the penalties. You know, um, you you don't see the Badgers doing like face masks. You don't see us targeting guys like shout the body bag for that beautiful hit last year. But yeah, you know, the defense, it's a complete unit. It's got a fearless leader with Jim Leonard who inspires his guy, Um, his guys, and they create turnovers. They get sacks. They defend the pass, they defend the run, and they just continue to load up with talent as we see by some of these talented freshmen. And and, yeah, who about you?
0: Yeah, you mentioned the guys on the defensive line who have just mainstays. Last night, fourth and goal, Michigan is looking for any source of life. Nothing doing. Isaiah Loudermilk jamming it up at the line. We ended up holding Michigan on that fourth down goal line attempt. So, shutting them out there, that was huge. That's just like showing that the defense, when it came down to a singular play, was able to get the better of the Michigan offense, which is what I hoped and expected. And then you talk about the secondary. The secondary did an outstanding job on Michigan. Michigan was held to 172 receiving yards. And a lot of it was... Uh, in between the holes and the zones. So a lot of the plays were ended up coming down or the big plays that they had. These big pass plays were behind the corners uh, before the safety. So Scott Nelson uh, and some of the other safeties were the ones making the tackles on these plays. It wasn't like a corner was getting beat or anyone was getting beat. And the one play where Michigan got their touchdown was an insane catch. It was an insane catch. It was an insane uh, catch. Give, give them some credit. It was Mike Sane Ristel who uh, made made the catch. But our, our D-back was right there all over the guy. And if they're going to get one of those, I mean, you got to just, you got to accept it. Tip your it. hat. Yeah, tip your hat. That's how That's football. That happens. The guy made a play. But other than that, I was just watching the defense. Just very, very encouraging that this team, again, has an elite defense. I think last year... The defense almost surprised people uh, under the leadership, the breakout seasons of Chris Orr and Zach Bond last season that we saw. And this year, it's more of a platoon effort. Everyone's getting involved. There's playmakers at every position. So maybe it doesn't seem like one or two or guys are standing out amongst the rest. But this defense is just loaded. We talked about Fionn Hicks kind of making his name last night felt well, just uh,
1: just quiet in the background you know we got players everywhere just talented guys everywhere yeah and it's just
0: super exciting to see what these guys are doing that will wrap up I guess the talk about the 49-11 romping of the Michigan Wolverines did you have any final thoughts on that KJ
1: oh man I mean Michigan is headed towards, they're headed towards another explosion um michigan fans (laughs) what do you mean by i i i hate to (laughs) i hate to be the bearer of bad news but your team identity is jim harbaugh and when he came he came off a super bowl loss you know that you could argue a a call here a call there he could have won i mean that's impressive the guy came to the nfl from stanford he turned stanford into an incredible program went to the nfl turned the 49ers around uh, he needs you know, to went change to the scenery himself. Well, well, you came you came back to Michigan. That's a solid hire. Don't get me wrong. That's a good hire. But his specialty is defense. He's never been this crazy offensive guru. And when the Badgers are putting up 49 points on Jim Harbaugh's defense, like he, it's not like this guy can't recruit. Yeah. He, can, he can recruit. It's just like, Michigan, I mean, what is going on? Like, where are the standards here? Where like, yeah. this guy should be fired right now. And um, you should be fired. And it's just sad to see. It's sad to see because Michigan being good means the big 10 is better. We all know they're overrated. Um, I really don't feel bad saying it because they get every benefit of every doubt. Like the last 12 years, ever since, you know, the Chad Henney, the Joe Hart days when they lost to Appalachian state. Mario Manning. I mean, I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't gotten any better since then. And uh, they've burned through coaches. They've burned through money. They burn through resources. They burn through recruits, burn through fans. You look at the Wisconsin Badgers, and I could not be more thankful for our program. Yes, they yep. may be frustrating at times. You know, games get canceled. Uh, you know, elite, elite recruits might get redshirted like Graham Mertz. Well, guess what? Turns out they had a great plan all along. Um, you know, we're, we're just very fortunate to have this program. Uh, we're looking this ahead program towards... program has a direction. This program has a plan, you know, this program from, from the offensive guru and Paul Crist running motion, every play, taking a page out of Matt LaFleur's playbook to the defensive genius, Jim Leonard, developing guys to the NFL, having, you know, decent academic uh, standards. You know, you can't just be someone who's here to, to, to not play school. Like Cardell Jones said at Ohio state the other, the other year, he's like, we ain't here to play school. Well, it's like, cool, but that limits your ceiling as, a, as an overall football player as well. You know, like the smarter you are in other aspects of your life, the more impact you're going to make on the football field. And, and guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went to Harvard, you know, he continues to make an impact in the NFL. Uh, you know, just one of countless examples. Academics translate. We wrote an article a couple of years ago on Expo Report about the Stanford effect. Um, you know, just players going to these institutions that may have a little higher academic standards. And sure enough, these players are translating well to the pros, the whole thing. I think we all remember Russell Wilson, how just intelligent that guy was. And it's just a theme amongst our program, doing things the right way. You know, redshirting guys, getting them on a college weight plan for a year, a college nutrition plan, getting them in a year later than a guy like Michigan, uh, a school like Michigan might put them in there. And over 10, 15 years, like those things add up big time. Into the culture shifts and the the Michigan Wolverines of old, they are no more. They're dead. They don't exist. That that program is gone.
0: Yeah, I want to add on one more point to wrap this all up, is that Wisconsin still has their identity. We were talking about how they didn't have a 100 yard rusher last night against Michigan, but Wisconsin was effective on the ground and bullied Michigan for a total of 341 rushing yards. Averaging 6.7 yards per carry and rushing for five touchdowns. That's like Wisconsin's identity. It's been our identity, and it's looking even better over the years. It's getting stronger and stronger. I mean, who would say the year after Jonathan? Yeah. Who would say a year after after Jonathan Taylor left that Wisconsin against Michigan goes into Michigan at the big house? and rushes for 341 yards and five touchdowns as like a squad that's just keeping the tradition alive continuing with the identity and it's great to see let's look forward a little bit and do some predictions for the northwestern game northwestern is ranked 23rd badgers currently ranked 13th probably will move up a few spots but you have to expect that this is going to be uh you know what competitive contest? What do you what do you think uh, is going to happen this week as the Badgers face Northwestern? KJ on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Northwestern, twenty third ranked team on the road. Um, you know, we we were at that game last year where they gave us some trouble. That's the kind of team they are. They're extremely extremely intelligent. They're well coached. Um, and what does that mean? It means they're going to look into our tendencies. They're going to dissect Graham Mertz's weaknesses, our offensive line, the whole thing. And they're going to throw some complex packages at us, whether that's offense or defense. Now, I don't think anyone would dispute that Wisconsin has more talent than Northwestern, that we should win this game. And we absolutely should win this game. I'm expecting a big win just because we've never really had, uh, you know, a, a quarterback like this since Russell Wilson. We all know how that season went, um where he would just carve up defenses. Unfortunately two Hill Marys were our Achilles Seal. But um, you know, I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting Northwestern to maybe like bog us down. I'm not gonna say slow us down, but like bog us down in the sense where they might highlight a few tendencies with that uh, you know, very well um attention to detail staff they have over there. And they you know, they're probably gonna give us some trouble. But like we saw last year, the squad pulled it out. We're gonna get a win here. Um I'm pretty confident about that.
0: Yeah, I think the game can go one of two ways. Northwestern, if you look at how they've done so far this season, so they're 4-0, and the games they've been able to hang around where they're tight, they've been able to win. So they beat Iowa 21-20 on the 31st of October. They beat Nebraska 21-13. Yesterday, they beat Purdue 27-20. So they're not beating these teams like Purdue or Nebraska by large numbers but they're hanging around in these games and they're coming away with the win. And that's, I think Wisconsin, if Wisconsin puts them out early, kind of what they did to Michigan, what they did to Illinois, getting these big leads before half, I think it's going to be smooth sailing. But the issue with Northwestern would be if Wisconsin can't get a big lead and Northwestern is just kind of hanging around. Uh, So I think that'll be something to kind of pay attention to is how the game unfolds. They're a smart team. Uh, They're, you don't want to have to deal with them late in the fourth quarter on the road when it's tight. That's the last situation I hope Wisconsin finds themselves in. And they don't also have an explosive uh, like backfield. They have a pretty good receiver who had three touchdowns last week or this week against Purdue. So they have some talent, but um, Wisconsin, I'll reiterate, they should win and hopefully win convincing so that all Badger fans don't have the stress. Thank you again to everyone who's sticking with Ike Badgers for the live tweeting. We appreciate everyone that is listening to this podcast. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review and tell a friend. That's how we can grow. That's how we can continue to give great value to you guys. KJ, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up the episode?
1: Yes, I just want to say thank you to Badgers Nation for, you know, hanging with us throughout this uh, weird little break we had. Um, you know, obviously we're very, very, very big fans of the Badger football program and just Badger athletics, Wisconsin sports in general, we will always, you know, always be uh, pulling for them to, to take the field. And, um, you know, it's been a little bit of a weird year, but I'm glad that uh Graham Mertz was able to come back and start this game. It just wouldn't have felt right. If we had to throw in another quarterback there, um, you know, through no fault of Graham Mertz himself, uh, you know, yep. So it really Mert feels season. like the natural way. It's merch season. I don't know if you've seen, but if you're reading this, it's merch season. If you're listening to this, it's merch season. And uh we were able to successfully resume. So I want to thank everybody, like Al said, for sticking with us. Um, and we do have something really special to share with you guys. If you if you like this podcast, we actually are about to unveil our next venture. It's called the Welcome to Ike podcast. It's not official everywhere, but if you guys want to check that out, it is actually live on the Apple Podcast Store and Spotify. Uh, all you have to do is search Welcome to Ike Podcast. And, uh, you know, it's it's special. Like, if you guys like any of these podcasts we've been doing, um, we do have uh, Pro Athlete on there. We have a couple other people on there that are former Badger pretty alum interesting. Himself. Former Badger alum, yep. He's making waves in the sports world right now. And uh, just so much value for you guys. It's really unlike anything we've... It's unlike our sports podcast. So this is more of like a... Uh, I'm not even going to tell you guys. It's, it's, it's just it's pumped. Go check value. it out. Go, go yeah, check, go it, check out. it out. You will not it's regret special. it. And it's called the Welcome to Ike podcast. Episode one is now live. You're going to be hearing more about that in the coming weeks. So thanks, everybody. Uh, Al, want to wrap us up? Absolutely. We're going to be
0: back next week badgers taking on northwestern stay positive in the meantime wisconsin fans badgers basketball team is ranked top 10 a lot of great things coming together football team might be top 10 a lot to celebrate a lot to be excited about go check out the welcome to ike podcast if you have time and as always on wisconsin thank you for listening to another episode of the ike badgers podcast my name is alex ike your host and we appreciate you listening Please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and leave a five-star review so we can continue to provide great value for you. As always, thank you again for listening. Enjoy this Badger season. Roll Badge. Go UW. And on, Wisconsin.